Hello F1 fans and welcome to F1 On and Off the Track with Kim Illman. You can see his photos at ProStarPicks.com, subscribe to his YouTube channel or follow him on Instagram at Kim Illman. My name is Adrian and in this episode we're talking about the last race of the year, the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix that just happened. How was it, Kim? I think it was pretty boring if you're watching it on television. <laughs> a bit hard to tell from where I stand, but I just seem to remember Lewis in front all day and apart from an incident on the first turn where Pierre Gasly got his front wing knocked off, uh, I'm not sure there's too much more that happened. I'll, I'll tell a lie because um, I thought Nico, I went back to the media centre with about eight laps, six laps to go, dropped some stuff off and I was looking at the screen there and I'm seeing Nico's in eighth place or ninth and I thought, oh, well, that's great, he's going to be in the top ten. And then when I, um, oh, probably about 20 minutes after the race, I said to someone, Nico finished top ten? No, he finished twelfth. Oh, what mm-hmm. happened? Oh, he had an incident on a corner and came off, I think, or ran a bit wide. But uh, look, I, as often is the case here, I don't get to find out really what happened until the, the Monday. Well, I'm not going to ask how Park Fermo is because I know you were at uh, the FIA garage. I was. Uh, with Lewis winning, I thought I'll, I'll sacrifice that because I've got so many shots of Lewis winning and it wasn't for a title or anything. So I went out the back and waited for the drivers to come out which is a, uh, a cavalcade of amazing photos. Not the greatest location. It's pretty, well, it's almost very ordinary looking. But you get sweaty guys, uh, reactions like you don't get normally. So I waited out the back and my, my focus was on Nico Hulkenberg. It was his last race. And he came through the door and he had this beaming grin on his face and he went straight up to his trainer, Martin Poole, and it gave him a big hug. And I positioned myself so that I could see Nico's face because he was obviously the subject of the shot. And um, he could see me and he gave me the thumbs up and a wink uh, because I'd spent a bit of time with him that day and his family and his uh, social media manager were there. Uh, And it was just good. I wanted to follow the whole day of Nico. And earlier in the day, he had come out of the hospitality suite and gone to the garage and they'd made a guard of honour for him. He also, in the morning when he came in, he came in with his girlfriend. For the very first time, I got a two-shot of them together, arm around each other, and he's never done that before. So I think that might have been my reward for being there every time he, he comes in. And then at the end of the night, he gave a lovely hug to uh, Sonny, his girlfriend, and I got that, and that was one of my best posts ever on my page. One of my favourite moments um, featuring him this weekend was when he was having the team shoot. Yes, and uh, that was quite remarkable because I had no idea that they would do what I'm about to tell you that they did. And if you've seen my Instagram feed, you'll know what they did. They, they did the shot with uh, all of the team behind him and the two drivers sitting on their cars, and that was done normally. And then Nico went to get up, and they said, oh, just hang on a sec. And everybody behind had obviously uh, been given a wig, uh, a Nico hair wig, um, and then they ran Daniels out to him, and they all posed for a shot with their wigs on and it was fantastic Uh, just a really nice gesture and he just couldn't get over it and I I had no idea it was coming so it was a lovely surprise for me as well and that I can tell you Adrian is my biggest ever post on Instagram it's already had a reach of nearly into a quarter of a million people sorry impressions a quarter of a million people it's had 20 and a half thousand likes and a few hundred comments so I think I will do, in fact, I've got a video going up on the YouTube channel on Wednesday uh, entitled What We'll Miss About Nico, but I'm going to do one in a couple of weeks about my final day watching him and being around him because it was a pretty emotional thing for the guy, really. He was pretty close, I think, to getting a drive at Red Bull 
And had Alex Albon not have gone well, um, there is some talk that he may have landed that role and was um, perhaps odds on for it. But you know, that's the way this thing works. You can be close, but if you're not close enough, bang, you, know, you pay the price and you don't get a drive that year. And, and I think a lot of people would like to see him back in 2021. But as uh, with anything, if you're out for a year, it's hard for you to get back in. I believe he also gave you a bit of a hard time as well. He cripple nippled me, the bugger. Yes. I was, uh, I was taking photos of them coming in, and then I thought, oh, I'll focus on his girlfriend because um, yeah, she's quite popular on my page. And he could see I was very clearly focusing on her, and as he, as he came towards me, and she was about three metres behind him, he cripple nippled me. So, uh, yeah, he, look, I can tell you, he doesn't do that to every photographer. So you know, I've got a reasonably good relationship with the man, and uh, as a mark of respect that he took enough interest in me to do it. Well, many teams had their final shoot for the year, and I believe you're also at Red Bulls. Red Bulls, yeah. Uh, Max and Alex. And then I went up to Lando Norris's. I can't even remember what happened. Nothing exciting happened at the Red Bull one, I don't think. It was just a perfunctory lots of blokes um, and women standing around. Uh, and then they do uh, one shot with the driver, and uh, a driver A and his team, and one shot with driver B and his team. They did the same thing up at McLaren. Uh, Lando had... His parents in one of the shots, mm. they're lovely people, Adam and Siska. And uh, the thing with uh, this race for Lando was that he gave one of his helmets, the helmet that he wore and had specially designed, he gave to his performance engineer, Andrew Jarvis, who is a lovely fellow. He's been with him this year and he's now leaving the team to go to America with his wife who wants to uh, settle in California. And I don't know whether you've seen the video on uh, Instagram and uh, elsewhere of Javo talking to Lando at the end of the race over the two-way. But it is very funny because uh, Lando has a dig at him for crying. But they're very good friends. I did the track walk with them on Thursday and I said, well, how about we get a photo of you and Javo leaving uh, because he's leaving. And he said, yeah, okay, this fellow's leaving too. One of the guys from uh, Pirelli who walks with them, he's leaving the team as well. So uh, I got a three-shot of them on the straight with no one else around. They're always valuable shots when you when you get shots that nobody else gets. Like much the same with the shot of uh, Sonny and Nico last night. There was no TV crew. There was me. Uh, there was his social media manager and the two of them, four of us in a little daggy alleyway. And, and going back to that shot, I decided I would come round. I, I shot from one side, which had the awful background of the FIA garages. And then as they manoeuvred, I thought, well, I'm not going to get uh, his face here. So I moved the other side, got the beautiful dark blue sky and the lights behind so uh yeah sometimes you just have to move around to get a much better shot lando also managed to steal daniel ricardo's hat what transpired from that they, they do that a lot now um it's it's a quite a funny little lark they play on the bus where one grabs another's hat and throws it into the crowd or throws it away and then daniel kept saying because he lando had grabbed his hat very early on before the bus took off he said if, if mine goes yours goes mine goes yours goes i tell you and look, uh, jumping around a bit here at the end of the night, and you won't know about this because I haven't put this post up, there's two things. Um, Daniel actually went from the Renault garage over to the Red Bull um, hospitality suite, walked in, and he was having a lovely time chatting with Max. And I think he even had Max's helmet on there for a bit. And he was just, I think it was a, a goodbye end of year thing, just thanking all the Red Bull people because, you know, he spent a lot of time there. Mm. It was a really lovely moment to watch. I couldn't photograph it because uh, they were inside and I was outside. But that was a lovely thing. And then there was a, 
another perhaps even definitely a funnier thing i was standing in the paddock it was late probably an hour and a half after the race and they wheel a guy out from the renault hospitality suite and he's gaffer taped to a tire transporter on his back he's got food rubbed all over him he's got curry powder in his hair and all sorts of food and and they're wheeling him quickly out into the paddock so i take these photos and and I said, well, I can't go down there because I've got to go and do something else. And they ended up going into the pit lane. But I asked James Moy, who works for XPV, a photography agency, what was that about? And he said, well, this is what they do. When a team member leaves Renault and goes to another team, they officially present him to that team in this fashion. So that when they got this guy down there all mucked up and messy, um, the I think he was going to Toro Rosso, <laughs> they've then gone and put oil over him as a, a mark of respect from their end, and then they've wheeled him back, and I don't know how they get him clean. There's obviously showers in there somewhere in the hospitality suites, but, oh, it was a right royal mess. But very funny photos. Yeah, this whole race seems very jovial. Yeah, I think because there was no nothing really hanging on it. Uh, championship had been won. There was a few minor things, you know, who comes fifth or sixth, and you know, to the teams that's important, but to the general public, that's you know, it's just a minor interest. So... Yeah, it's it's a good atmosphere. It's beautiful when the when the sun goes down because you just drop eight or ten degrees, and it's a really perfect temperature. Um, very well dressed crowd, um, excited excited people, and uh, I, I missed a photo of a woman in a green outfit that I've not seen anything like it. She had these metal clips in her hair, and she looked quite stunning. And the one or the two occasions I saw her, I was about to take her photo for Women of the Paddock, which goes up today, Monday, and I thought, oh no, I'll get her on the way back and. I saw her twice and never again. But uh, look, there's enough women of the paddock. I'll struggle for men. I, uh, I didn't pay that much attention to the men of the paddock, and as a result, I'm going to have to work hard to find my uh, mandatory ten. F1 on and off the track is presented by ProStarPicks.com. Stunning F1 photos live from the track, searchable and downloadable for personal or editorial use. Head to ProStarPicks.com at the end of this podcast. Well, Lewis spent some time with a young fan from Melbourne, Australia. Layla is her name, and I have photographed her, I think it was in Singapore. She and her parents, David and Lisa, for memory. Um, Mackay, there we go, that's their last names. They were in the paddock in Melbourne, and all the drivers, when they went to the Friday night driver's briefing, well, not all of them, but certainly most of them stopped for a photo, because she's quite a cute-looking young lady, and, and I think she's probably about four or five. She could be seven, I don't know. Um, yeah, he was heading out to do a media thing outside the gates, and this young girl cried out, Lewis, Lewis, and he stopped. Now, you've got to be good for Lewis to stop because he doesn't. Uh, normally, he takes off, and you've got to be uh, quite quick. But he stopped for her, and I got some great pictures of a, a lovely interaction. I think there was only his photographer and a video cameraman around. So um, my whole uh, modus operandi is ideally to be on my own where I'm the only one with the pictures because it's no good like last night at Park Ferme. There's probably 120 photographers out there all getting the same photos. Someone else will put them up. I don't need them. The drivers had their own little secret Santa, it seems, and you were were around for Charles' present unveiling. I was. He had some Stance socks and they were presented, obviously, by Daniel, who's sponsored by Stance. But uh, all the drivers have to pick somebody and give something interesting. I noticed that somebody gave someone... Uh, a, a, an oversized rear view mirror 
an indication that perhaps they should be looking more in their rearview mirrors when they drive. And I can't remember who it was, but I thought that was a creative gift. Where, um, whereas Charles's gift was more a, a useful gift because they are beautiful socks. And uh, and I don't know why they're so good. In fact, I had a chat with their marketing lady the other day, and she did say that they'd retooled a whole lot of machinery, and as such, uh, it allowed them to make socks with no stitching in the toes, which, yeah, come to think of it, it's an important thing. They're a bit more comfortable, but I'll admit I um, am a fan of their product. There was a photo on your Instagram of an interesting character called Moko. Can you tell us about him? Yeah, a lot of people have asked me about him. Um, he's a, a guy from Senegal, West Africa, uh, very dark skin and wears the craziest clothing and he is a friend of everybody. He goes to every race. He says that um, he's the only one there paying for his flights. And um, I asked, are you a jeweler? And he said, well, that's what they say. And I said, well, are you? And he said, well, that's what they say. Yeah, he's uh, I snapped in with Mika Hakkinen yesterday and Fernando Alonso. Uh, he, every driver stops to talk to him. So he's quite out there and uh, a lovely sort of guy. And I also took a photo at a couple of my followers request a guy by the name of Walter Costa now maybe his name won't ring a bell but F1 fans who watch the press conferences and can remember the German guy he speaks English the German guy who asked the very long questions that's him and I spent the whole weekend trying to find him he was in the media center somewhere and I get my German friends to come and point him out and I got him late last night final night and um, yeah lovely man and I think a lot of people will be keen to put a face to uh, the name that they know and the voice that they've heard. You also posted a selfie of you and a fellow F1 photographer with a lot of praise for you both. Was that with Mark Sutton at the start? Yes, I believe so. Yes, and then I posted a selfie of me and Nico Hulkenberg, which wasn't a selfie actually, it's his social manager took it. But the selfie that I took that I haven't posted was at the insistence of my son, or both of them actually, who loved Casey Neistat. Do you know him? Vaguely, yes. YouTuber? Yeah. He's one of the um, top two. He's got tens of millions of followers. And my son mentioned the fact that he's going to be at the race today. And uh, I was most surprised and delighted when I saw him on the track uh, for the grid. And I had a quick chat with him and said, look, my son's a huge fan of yours and you've inspired me to start, or yeah, my son and he have inspired me to uh, start YouTubing and um, it's going very well too. So I got a quick selfie with him and true to form, he had to grab the phone because um, yeah, I was struggling with it. I'm pretty good with my camera, but the phone camera, yeah, too slow. So you'll be on for testing. What can we look forward to from that? Well, based on testings in the past, you, you get photos well, for a start, there's only probably 15 photographers tops there. Uh, the drivers are much more relaxed. They spend time out on the, the deck dining. They're not worried about lots of fans because I'm pretty sure there are hardly any fans, if any, in the paddock. So you get this marvellous access to the drivers. You get an opportunity, if you want to do car shots, to, to spend an hour or two hours on a shot if that's what you want. And You can't do that during a race weekend. There's simply too much to do. Um, and then, then you get stuff like last year where Daniel was out the back of the, uh, or in the paddock, actually just kicking a footy around or throwing a gridiron ball around. They're the photos that you won't get during a four-day race event. So um, I think there'll be an interesting series of pics, and they'll be going up on ProStar Picks and on my KimElman.com page and on Instagram. How differently do the drivers act 
for testing compared to race days? Well, I'll give you an example. Last year, Nico and Martin came out of the garage and I was about 50 metres away, 40 metres away. And so I, I took a shot and I looked at it in the back of the camera. And when I look back up, Nico and his trainer are doing this crazy uh, superheroes pose at me. And luckily, I managed to get a, a frame that was sharp and I got him to sign it um, several months later in the, in the next calendar or earlier this year. But that's the sort of stuff that you don't get normally. How many photographers hang around? Is it, I, I imagine it's not many. About 15, I reckon. Might be less. Certainly no local photographers. It's only the full-timers, I think, that are there. You might get one or two local photographers. But there is a lot of um, packing up going on. I'm pretty sure that most teams only use one car. Uh, in fact, I'll confirm that tomorrow when we start. But um, they start at 9 a.m. and they finish at 6 p.m. And I think they have a, uh, an hour off. Would that be six? And Yeah, they have an hour off in the middle of the day. Which is good because it gives uh, you a chance to go back and edit when everyone's locked down inside eating. So you're not missing out on any shots. And uh, quite frankly, this wouldn't appeal to anyone else, but the few photographers that are there, the food that we get served uh, during testing is much better than the food we get served during the normal four-day event. They obviously have different caterers and it's like a lovely buffet. So that's nice. It's been announced that next year F1 will be headed to Hanoi in Vietnam. Mm-hmm. Have you ever shot at a new location like this before? Yeah, I shot Germany for the first time last year and Paul Ricard for the first time last year. But there's two races next year. There's uh, Holland and Hanoi in uh, Vietnam. The Vietnam one's good because it's only about probably eight hours from Perth compared with 20-odd for uh, for Europe. But um, And then the other thing with Hanoi too is the accommodation's quite reasonable here in I'll uh, give you an idea, in Abu Dhabi, if you want to stay on Yas Island, where I am now, near the track, uh, the rates go, last night it was about 850 Aussie a night, and tonight it's 150 Aussie a night, <laughs> wow. which is, it's just crazy yeah. how much they can screw out of the customers. And then they have the special um, menu for Grand Prix week. Yes, a special menu. It's special for them because it's about double the price. So I... I I kicked myself for not taking a photo last night of the pricings of the food. But, uh, yeah, there's no bargains here during Grand Prix week, and I can assure you of that. Can we still expect content from you, even though the season has ended, for YouTube and Instagram, etc.? Yes, and there's a whole lot of stuff that I've got in my head that I'll be doing. I've still got some more driver profiles to do. Uh, the Angela Cullen video has absolutely floored me it's up to about 150,000 views and Angela is Lewis Hamilton's physiotherapist but people obviously have an interest in those who are working behind the scenes they see these people on telly or if they come to the track they see them um, shadowing Lewis in this particular instance they want to know what's her story what where does she come from and the fact that I, I have a bit of information about them from my own personal experience plus a bit of research stuff yeah, it's really taken off. So I think I might do something on the other drivers, people behind the scenes, certainly the more well-known ones. But obviously when it comes to driver profiles, someone like a Lance Stroll, I really don't know that, that much about the youngster. So that one won't be a 20-minute video like Lando's was because I know quite a lot about him. Well, thank you very much for being with us and for your hard work all year, Kim. It's been a pleasure. And I must admit, I do like a Monday off in a place where I don't have to move and uh, I'm pretty sure I don't even have to do any laundry today. <laughs> T- 
To see any of the photos we've talked about today, head over to ProStarPics.com. You can also stay updated by following Kim on Instagram at Kim Millman or seeing his latest videos by subscribing on YouTube. If you like what you heard today, please give us a review and remember to hit subscribe to stay posted for our next episode. Thank you very much for listening and we'll see you on and off the track. F1 on and off the track was presented by ProStarPics.com. Stunning F1 photos live from the track, searchable and downloadable for personal or editorial use. ProStarPix.com. Head there now. <laughs>